0: Hey, this is Dom Rodwell, Chief
1: Strategy Officer, and J.S., CEO of Ozone, the platform that is empowering the world with the ultimate metaverse technology built on flow at scale.
0: We're here on the Edge of NFT, the podcast that empowers you by keeping you up to date with the best projects in the NFT space. Keep Keep listening.
2: listening. Hey there, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode and find out how Ozone has left no stone unturned in developing an internet-scale metaverse for everyone
3: and why systems thinking and resilience are the cornerstones to support today's guest success. Finally, learn how to get
4: dibs on early access to NFTLA 2023 by visiting 2023.nftla.live. We're set from March 20th to the 23rd, 2023, and it's going to be the can't miss Web3 event of next year. All this and more
2: on today's episode. Welcome to The Edge of NFT with your hosts Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next.
4: Today's sponsored spotlight episode features JS, founder and inventor of the Ozone Metaverse, along with Dom Rodwell, chief strategy officer, focusing on product strategy and go-to-market. Ozone is building the fastest and easiest to use platform for designing and creating metaverse experiences. Whether you're an individual, a brand, an IP owner, or a DAO, they have got a solution for you. Hey guys, Jay, Dom, welcome to Edge of NFT. Hey.
1: Pleased to be here. Hey guys, thanks for having us.
2: Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, we had the pleasure of chit-chatting a bit about some of the amazing features, elements, plans of Ozone here just before the show and are really excited to jump in. We feel like it's really important for our listeners to get some background on the genesis of this project. So let's do it. Let's jump right in. Give us a scoop on the birth of Ozone.
1: Thanks, Jeff. I'll take this one. So I used to live in Silicon Valley for like 17 years before moving to Colorado. And right about the end of 2015, I was crossing Castro Street, downtown Mountain View. For those who know, it's like a mile down from the Google headquarters. And I thought that the internet interface has not evolved since it was invented, right? All hyperlink-based. And so why isn't it like a video game? So that was a genesis question. Why isn't the web like a video game? And I ended up, after a few weeks, right, of thinking through this, called my oldest friend and best friends in life, Alexi that I've known for over 12 years now, who's now our co-founder and CTO, and asked him about web technologies, you know, and does he know about programming? And we met up and he really liked the idea of building a 3D interactive web platform. And I remember early on, we met at the Hacker Dojo in Santa Clara, and we were looking at different technologies like the Unity engine, you know, the Unreal engine, and we decided that we should build our own, right? To make it web-native, and the rest is history, right? So we did a little bit of. Uh, it was more kind of a hobby when we started. Eventually, uh, we decided to incorporate, and to do that in 2019. So we incorporated in the UK because we found an angel investor. Basically, in the UK, it was super excited. Paul Gordon, big shout out to you here. And uh, yeah, so we've been pushing hard, building the platform. In 2021, we've invested heavily in building the blockchain infrastructure, and released our, you know token raise and did the uh, flow blockchain integration, which we're very happy to talk about a little later on here.
2: Yeah, dude, most definitely. Yes, it's interesting. People have been circling the metaverse for a really long time and doing things in there, whether it was in the gaming space or things that are tangential to it, like Second Life and these things that have evolved over time. It's just, it's so interesting to really understand the fabric of the history there, which goes, it dates back a really long time. You guys are part of that very cool to hear some of the the elements of that story thank you
3: yeah totally and you know we've happened to learn a lot about this core infrastructure of the metaverse you know through the show but also one of our investors has been working on building vivid real life metaverse experiences and another one of our friends works on concerts and i got to say there's a lot to what you guys are doing and i want to unpack it step by step with you so that everyone understands what it means to be sort of trying to compete with Unreal. This is not like by any means a small feat that you guys are are tackling here. So let's break it down step by step and let's start with the graphics technology. What does that look like to start with?
1: Sure, and I'll speak a little bit to that. Try not to get too technical, right, for our audience. Here's the short version, right? 3D technology, along with this dream of a metaverse, like Jeff mentioned, is nothing new, right? However, it's been notoriously very burdensome to access, interact with, and most importantly, deploy. Get people to see 3D in real time was pretty much impossible until a few short years ago, which is why most of the 3D we see is in video format, right? Think about Pixar. Think about all the Disney animations we all love and our kids grew up on and all that. We just watch the movies, right? So there are technical limitations for that. It has to do graphics technologies, it has to do how big the files are and so on. In 2012, a new technology made its way to the web called WebGL, okay? And it stands for Web Graphics Library, okay? This is the first time ever a 3D model was able to be rendered, I mean, Put on the web. And what's very interesting is that it's only 10 years ago, right? But back then, the only thing you could do was a cube, right? Literally, you could only put a cube on the website. And if you put the second cube, then the website crashes, right? So WebGL has come a long way. We are currently supporting the latest WebGL 2.0 standard. Uh, These are web standards, right? Set up by the Web3C uh, organization. World Wide Web Consortium, right? In coordination with our partners and friends at the Kronos Group, which set all the standards for 3D graphics technology. And yeah, we've been building on that. So our system is based on WebGL at the core. Now, that's the graphics side. What we've done at Ozone is we also have a very extensive web technology cloud, if you will, which enables all the handling of the data, of the information, if you will, integrated with the 3D technology, if this makes sense. So
3: yeah. I hope this. Uh... Yeah, no, that's super helpful. You know, I'm not a technologist and I understood what you're saying. So I think that's a start. So I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that as well. And now there's also this marketplace and a platform so anyone can build or have their own metaphors. Can you break that down for us? Yeah, dumb, I think maybe.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's important with those ends. It's, it's not like a lot of other metaverse projects. The whole intention from the start was that it was metaverse as a service to where, I mean, I, I used this phrase early on, I'm not sure it's entirely accurate, but if you think of it almost the way, eventually as the, the AWS of metaverse tooling. So the intention is to provide all of the underlying tooling and the user interfaces and the uh, methods by which people can build their own spaces, their own worlds. I mean, to sort of put that in context, Ozone split into a number of Key component parts. I mean, there's a lot of them, but the, the main ones are districts. The districts are the foundation of the the ozone universe, if you like, and there can be an unlimited number of districts. And that, that's one of the critical things that the team set out to do was deliver. As Jay Jay mentioned earlier, a platform that could truly operate at internet scale, rather than be, than be constrained by you know, some of the limits that you see in in some of the other existing metaverse platforms. And yeah, which doesn't mean there aren't technical challenges, and we've got to, you know, we've got to push the envelope and all of that kind of thing. So districts are the foundation element and Ozone are launching over the next couple of months. An initial three districts, and there'll probably be a few more that follow that, that Ozone manage on behalf of the communities there. So each district can include land, land parcels, uh, akin to many other platforms that you see out there. And indeed, they're going on sale this, this weekend for our Genesis land sale. There's not really a hard and fast limit on how many land parcels can exist within a district, but our initial districts are we're going to have about 5,000 in each and we're going to sell a small subset of those in the initial land sale. So they're, they're the kind of two core components that we've got to the platform. But around that, as I mentioned before, we're building a whole sort of tooling. So there's an NFT marketplace that enables users, obviously, to buy and trade uh, land parcels. Um, But there's additional layers of components on top of that, some of which we think are quite, certainly our approach to them is quite unique. So there's accessories, which are, again, NFTs. They're they're tokenized digital assets. So they could be things such as vehicles, pets, buildings, fauna, other things that you might want to decorate and style your your land parcel with. And then the layer on top of that is what we're calling power-ups, partly because everyone understands what a power-up is. But power-ups are, again, NFTs, but they are, tradable assets which inject a land parcel with additional features so those features could be custom lighting they could be ticketing they could be commerce you know we've got we've got a huge huge pipeline of things that we're intending to roll out and indeed some of those power-ups are going to be delivered in partnership with other organizations so we can't really say what those things are at the moment but you can imagine some power-ups giving you access to music from specific providers so that kind of thing so there's an immense uh, there's a wealth of possibility we think in in that, that architecture that we put together. And you know, a lot of our ability to deliver that level of composability and that level of interaction between assets is, is very much, I think, thanks to uh, flow and cadence and uh, the fact that we've chosen to build on that platform.
2: What can yeah, I of- say real quick on that one, on that point, it feels like those integrations are so critical to have all these elements really dialed for this platform, right? Because Everybody, I always tell, you know, we're talking to people that are asking about Web3 and why are we so long Web3? Why are we long NFTs? Like, why do we care about this? And I always just go back to the evolution from Web1 to Web2 to Web3. There was a a moment in, you know, the mid 90s where nobody had a website as a business and nobody visited websites. It just, you just Mm -hmm. didn't do it. It was there, but you didn't do it. And then, you know, a decade or less later, everybody did. You either had a presence or visited a presence. And the same with Web2, with the social presence. And to us, even though it's still so early in Web3, the train has left the station. It is the same thing. Everybody will either have a presence and or interact with other presence or presences in the metaverse, like period, right? And that's what we see on that horizon. But to actually enable that, this layer that you're building is critical. Like it's, it's essential. And there's a lot of people trying to go at it from different angles. But those integrations and taking the care and being so deliberate and thoughtful about building out each of these pieces... I think is going to be a distinguisher between say ozone and many other folks that are, are trying to do this, but maybe not tackling all these different elements that are just so dang critical. Yeah. I think people no, miss no, that.
0: I, I 100% agree. And I, th- I think when I, I mean, I'm, I'm not one of the founders of the, of the company, but I joined about six months ago. And one of the things which sold me on what the team are trying to deliver was their, their very close focus on consumerization and to and building a platform that is accessible where, all of the benefits of the blockchain kind of disappear under the hood, and it's you know it's super easy to onboard people. It's super user friendly to you know use these sort of the composability that we're we're trying to deliver with these tools. I mean that that's my that's kind of the common thread to, through my career is a continuous fascination with the consumerization of advanced technologies, and it's it's really well aligned with with what we're trying to do here.
3: So first of all, I don't know about you guys, I really want to get a sneak peek at what's going on here. But when you talk about consumerization and builder. Who are we talking about? Because, like, you know, we're thinking about how do we have a builder track at NFTLA? And, and we're seeing sort of an array of definitions of who builders are. Does someone need to have an advanced, you know, calculus and advanced computer science degree here to be a builder? Or if not, what is the definition of your builders?
1: Thank you, Josh. I'll take this one. I think this is a great question. And what I'll do, I think Jeff already kind of answered that, right? look at the early internet and the 2.0 and then the current, where we're, the Web3 space basically, right? So obviously our original target is, I would say, we call them the pioneers and we'll show you a sneak peek of the upcoming website we're actually rolling out tomorrow. And it talks about the pioneers. So maybe Dom can build up on that some more.
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of who these users are, I can get the website up in a minute. I think there's a range of them. You know, I think, yeah, you know, we're not gonna deliver all of this overnight. We've got, you know, we've got a very clear roadmap internally, and you know, we've shared a large portion of that externally. And our delivery of these tools is, is of course, going to come in in phases. But I think one of the advantages that we have is that we already have a fully functional three D engine. It's integrated with Flow. It's all working. It's running on Flow Mainnet. And there's very few other platforms that can claim not not to do that necessarily, but to be able to deliver the kinds of three D experiences and the kinds of flexibility for. Users to design things that we can. So I think, as with any sort of early platform, you know, a lot of our early users and builders are going to be, you know, fairly comfortable in the space. I think we're, we're under no illusions around that, but we're very, very keen to very rapidly. And my belief is that through next year, you know, despite the market conditions, we're going to see a wave of uh, consumerization and adoption. You know, then we could we could debate the the reasons for that forever. But I think we're going to quite rapidly see some of these tools become very mass market and that's driven by blockchains like flow, which just make it very easy and very simple. And I mean, a a lot of this complexity is around, around wallet setup, right. You know, it's Uh it's around that and and the the security there and there's counter arguments that can be made around, you know, ease of use reduces security, but, you know, I think it's undoubtedly going to drive adoption.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I will, I will say to that effect, you know, some of these, builders are accessible to others in the community right like on discord and whatnot so say someone is excited about your metaverse experience but they're not they don't have the chops to do it on their own i'm sure they can find friends in your discord and our discord yes. to help them build whatever they're looking to create and these are opportunities for builders in the space to be part of your ecosystem yeah,
1: so one, yeah 100% correct. josh 100% and i want to i want to echo this very strongly because Tony Parisi, right, the father of 3D Web, wrote a Medium article recently called The Seven Rules of the Metaverse, in which he made a very strong statement that metaverse equals internet. The metaverse is the new internet. So for all our audience out there, I would say every time you think of the word metaverse, replace it by the word internet, you know? And then does it make sense? If it does make sense, it works. If it doesn't, yeah you know, i I think, I think that I think that's a really good point. i fully
0: agree with that in fact that, that aligns with something I was thinking about just before we came on in that you know if you if you talk to people about smartphones and you talk to people about say their instagram app and you know everything else they've got on their smartphone, no one mentions the internet yeah twenty years ago it was all about are you going to go on the internet the internet just isn't you know, for 90% of people out there, it never crosses your mind that that's really what you're doing. You're engaging the with the app, and the, the app and the tool that you're currently using. And I think the metaverse is going to be precisely the same. I mean, I, th- I think in some respects, metaverse is becoming an unuseful label for some of this stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of both generic and means many different things to many different people. Yeah.
1: I do want to add for the community to know, yes, you don't need to be a programmer or a developer or a mathematician, as you said to build on the ozone system, which cannot be said about other engines, right? So we have this concept of a no code development platform. And also within about a year or two, we wanna roll out the SDK for the development community. So we see this moving just like the web, right? There is some drag and drop tools for you know, mom and pops, kids doing projects at school, nonprofit organizations, Anyone should be able to own this new 3D space. It just like Jeff, I think, just covered it. Like, it's like a new website, right? That's really what it is, is the replacement of the website. And at the same time, there's more advanced tools for game mechanics, for programming, uh, things like physics and custom shaders, and just really more advanced where there's a whole new creator economy, to your point, Josh, that we see blossoming in the metaverse, as well as services, which are already showing up all around the world.
3: Well, well, give us a sneak peek, guys. We got to get our eyes on what we're talking about here. Let's look
1: at something, right? So I'll show you guys a couple of things here. We're going to be making some more rollouts over the next couple of days. But for the land sale, you can see in my background the kind of District 0, which is one of the first two districts we're going to roll out. And in this case, it's a Cyberpunk-themed district. And there are parcels there, right? So what you cannot see in this image is there is many, many parcels available. And one thing that's really cool about our parcel system, it's different configurations, right? Just think of like kind of websites or like how you would set up a different server for your web infrastructure, right? So think of that like parcels. So if you are you know a small, not commercial kind of metaverse creator, or you just want to, hey, get a land in the metaverse, like buying a domain back early on, you can come in and buy one for a few hundred bucks, right? But then if you're a major IP holder or an entertainment group that has a bunch of artists in their portfolio and want to bring them in a mega venue, so working with a few of those and we'll make some announcements, we have some mega metaverse worlds, if you will, right? For commerce, for entertainment, and also for uh, shopping overall, like accessories and so on. So you need a bigger parcel, right? You need a bigger parcel, you need more room, you need more functionality, like e-commerce, like uh, custom lighting, like custom animations, things like that. So in that case, you'll get bigger parcels. Now, Dom's background is the Flow Zone. And I think the word zone is kind of cut by him. But you want to talk a little bit about the Flow District, uh, Dom? Yes, the Flow District's got a completely different sort of
0: aesthetic to the, the Cyberpunk one. Obviously, it's named in homage to Flow. Blockchain that we're building on um, the uh, you know it's it's got that kind of more you know, that more sort of green futuristic feel to it. It's got a similar number of parcels to District Zero, but it's going to have some unique features to it. Um, I'm not sure if Jay just mentioned it. and I don't think he did. But all all districts have community spaces within them that aren't aren't owned and you know can't be acquired by the users of those districts and people looking to buy land. So those community spaces are. Run by the owners of the overall district. So, in the case of the first three, they're run by Ozone. So, within the Flow district, um, we're looking to run events around, you know, sort of developer events, other things for the Flow community, discussions, showcases. There's a lot of really nice features that Ozone's got and already supports as a platform, you know, things like screen sharing, spatial audio, all of the stuff that makes that kind of interaction and those kind of real world use cases really, really nice.
1: Yeah, the community hub actually. Let's yeah. So there is a community hub in every district, right? And there can be more civic spaces, right? So we want to show a sneak peek of the Flow community hub. Now this is very early version. This is far from being completed, but you can see it kind of just running. And to a dumb's point, and we are glad, you know, to have paid it forward. I guess is kind of what we did, right? Without knowing we would be here today because when we began, if you remember, we just wanted to make the web like a video game, right? Instead of kind of this hobby project back in Silicon Valley. Today, we're sitting here at the doorstep, I guess, of the next generation of web computing. And uh, we're here to help. You know, We're here to serve. We're here to make it really easy for folks who save basically time and money. That's why some of our commercial partners come to us. They want to get into the metaverse, but the options are really limited. So our system enables to do uh, things like just things like this, right? So this is our sneak peek for the Flow Hub community. community hub. And this is an environment which is just uh, in development. We we'll just prop this up now to share. You guys we have a fly mode. We have fully okay, integrated thanks. avatar system. So you get a launch. Sorry, I will,
4: uh, I'll step in here for a podcast. So it's always good to like describe what's going on for the listener. So we're in a kind of like colorful metaverse environment. There's sort of urban elements like you know buildings and and tall structures there's also some kind of uh natural elements like trees he's kind of jumping in and out of walking and flying mode which is kind of fun which just gives you that feeling like you're dreaming or something kind of spreads his arms and legs out like a superman type of thing when we first entered the scene there was like a couple uh you know sports car type vehicle type of things I was very tempted, like, let's get in one of those and see if we can They're get one of those in our cars. driveway or something. They're um, actually
1: flying cars, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> very cool.
1: Yeah, it's the metaverse, right? We can have flying cars now, right? It's all virtual.
3: I, um, yeah, I think for me, like, this is definitely sharper and the transition of the gentleman in the suit as he's moving is cleaner and faster than I've seen in other metaverse experiences of late the buildings are not pixelated in a way that like is distracting like you kind of feel like you are hanging out in a different planet or a solar system
0: mm. yeah i mean it is, it is super smooth and you, you that's not really reflected over a over a screen share and obviously and it's it's I mean, we have i don't think we mentioned earlier out of the box you know it already works on mobile On mobile web with no download it works on a on a pc or mac but it's also completely vr ready so if you put on an oculus and jump in there it's all fully immersive so we've just switched environments
4: it looks like here how did that happen is this a different uh yeah it's a website
1: yeah so all our properties everything ozone does is web-based right so contrary to existing graphics platforms which have you download an application we are uh, web based and this is an expo center. We've used this space for like exhibits and conferences, artists, galleries, and so on. So, just showing you another environment and a couple of cool features we have. Now, this is a podcast, but we have like every owner of a land has what's called admin privileges, right? So, when you buy a land on the Ozone Metaverse and you get access to it, which will come probably later in the fall, right? You will have you'll be the owner through your wallet as an NFT and we we'll let you do things like this, right? So this is a hidden control panel that, for example, you can just change the sky and in real time go into a different environment, right? So um, we
4: just went into what looks like almost like an underwater scene. So you yeah. look up and it looks like you're looking through. Oh yeah, you coral, can even see yeah. some coral and stuff yeah, like that. But the it's water, the sky. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I mean, hopefully, some folks will be able to see some of this. Yeah, but it's on ozoneuniverse.com. And I want to show something to Josh to explain to you how easy it's going to be to build on ozone, right? So you go to the marketplace and you buy an asset, right? Then you come to your world. Let's say this is my world. And now I want to place a bridge here, right? So I go to my wallet and I can bring whatever asset I bought, for example, a bridge. And just by clicking on it, instantly, here it is. So now I just customize the bridge in my world.
3: All right, all right. So I know as you were going through those assets, Ethan was captured by the tree because we've got a living tree project. Can we throw a can we throw a tree
1: in there too? Just throw a tree. Yeah, of course. Let me go in here. So I go back to my plant collection. So all the assets are organized in categories, right? But here is some trees. So we have a you can have a willow tree, right? We have the more fantastic pink tree. Let me see. Bear with me. Here it is, pink tree.
4: Nice.
1: Uh, now, uh, what type
4: uh, yeah, of uh-huh. file format, well, I have a couple of questions about that. What type of file format do that, does that tree need to be in to be able to be put in that
1: environment? Here's more trees in the sky. Here we go. Perfect. Oh, wow. So now you get everything. There you go. So now the whole sky has trees, right? Uh, nice. Anyway, I'll come back here. So, so this is a great question. So there is a new standard that's been set up by our friends at the Kronos Group, right? They are in charge of all the 3D technology graphics standards uh, called a GLTF. This has been introduced a few years ago. We've been using GLTF ever since it was basically introduced in uh, 2016, I want to say, I think. And it's come a long way, right? We're a second generation. And by the way, we've spent thousands of hours creating our custom GLTF pipeline to so have a very exclusive process that gives us these results, right? But ultimately... We have an uploader, which we haven't showed yet. We'll introduce this with the creator economy, where creators can upload any 3D file, FBX, OBJ, GLTF. But then we will server-side do the optimization, calibration, mint it as an NFT, deploy it on the marketplace. So you can think of us like a, um, have you guys heard of Sketchfab or the Unity Asset Store, right? So a 3D asset store on the Flow blockchain. Right, it's kind of what we're going to be introducing, and that's uh, before the end of this year. So cool. already coming up, and we could be able to take in any models and update them to the latest and greatest optimized model, which is GLTF, and that's what we use. Very cool. Well, Josh
4: opened up the can of worms there with the trees and all that. And I've got all kinds of technical questions, but
0: we need to finish talking yeah. about some other things in can, this can episode. I th- yeah. throw, can I throw one more thing in? I mean, oh, one, yeah. of the, one, of, one of the things that you'll you'll well, you'll, you'll see on the new website tomorrow in terms of a preview, but the other thing that we're introducing in the next month or so is uh, what we call Liquid UI. So there's a completely new user interface that will be overlaid and replace all the controls that you saw Jay playing with there, which is amazing. It's like a fluid glass UI that morphs depending on what you're doing in, in the space and based on the context that you're in. And um, we, we feel like that's really, really new, unique. No one's taking an approach like that. Very cool. Yeah, I'm seeing a future where,
4: I mean, people, I'm fascinated. I'm not in this world as much, but I'm fascinated with it of like the Twitch world, where people are playing video games, people are watching while they play a video game and talk about it. You can tell I've got the grandpa perspective on that. But I think it's really interesting. And I could see, you know, we're doing a podcast now. You're opening up your metaverse. There's platforms where we can, you know, create a pa- podcast on a website where we're all in stationary positions, right? But this is not far down the line where there's an integrated platform where you're all in the metaverse and you're recording your podcast while you're all, you know, dancing some sort of Michael Jackson moves right. or going on a roller coaster together or whatever. And, and or, it's, or- yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, look, like, Ethan, now you got me going down a rabbit hole. We've got, like, I envision, like, you got this DJ in the background, you got this visual artist, like, mixing up a metaverse in real time based on what the community wants and what they're voting on. This could be incredibly cool type of uh, real time experience that can be created with this type of technology.
4: All right, so let's get into the community support aspect of things, especially as it relates to flow, VLT integration, and how the current conditions have influenced all of this. What do you have to say on that topic? Mm -hmm.
1: First off, uh, to Josh's point here, the live DJ, live event performance is definitely a great use case. We did one of our early projects was the Burning Man. We did the virtual Burning Man in 2020. It was one of the way before the blockchain. But yeah, we had the live streaming from Twitch that's already in the platform. And spoiler, it would be one of the power-ups, right? And what's cool here to what Dom was saying and to transition into flow, right, is this composability component. So we want to take NFTs and use NFTs for what they can truly, truly be, right? Basically, keys to the future of the digital cyberspace, right? So we are starting to think of everything as an NFT, literally. And uh, we can only do that thanks to the Flow blockchain, right? Because it's essentially uh, endless access to NFT uh, minting and so on. But yeah, so we're super excited to be part of the Flow community, right? To Ethan's question. We're a very community focused organization. We've been decentralized from day one. We've never had like offices. We operate in a very, we want to think of it like efficient, decentralized fashion where really all our contributors Ozone is more lifestyle, it's not a job, right? So actually the W word (laughs) we don't use, right? It's the work word, right? We don't work, we contribute. So, and just to send a shout out to everybody out there, we're very open for collaborations and input. DAOs is a big one we're aiming at, uh, supporting to the metaverse. We have already about six DAOs confirmed to come on board, own their land, build a community, and basically their headquarters in ozone platform in one of our districts. The Emerald DAO, for example, the first DAO on Flow blockchain, which is awesome, is going to be in the Flow district. We have a couple of others from Miami, or about four DAOs based out of Miami coming into the Cyberpunk districts. And we're getting more confirmations every day. So otherwise, when it comes to this land sale and the market conditions, right? So we were looking at this. And as some of you know, we'll have the ozone token which is a one of the very first fungible tokens built on flow. They were the first six fungible tokens on the mainnet of flow blockchain. But then the market crashed and we're not here to sell market conditions, you know. We're here to build the future of the internet. Like, honestly, like for us as a team, as a core team, yes, the market affects, you know, investor discussions and sentiment and so on, but To be very blunt about it we really don't care you know because we're here for the long term you know and but what we decided to do is to say you know what how can we turn this into a positive so here it is we're going to launch the land sale in two days from now and through the summer we'll do limited drops and releases of the land for the flow community flow token holders and blt token holders and the value of the token, the value we're going to honor for those tokens are from before the market crash. Yeah, So two months ago, everything was five times higher in value, right? Our flow token was $5 and up. Now it's $1.70. Starting July 2nd, which is two days from today, you'll be able to go to the Ozone Metaverse and buy a $1,000 worth of land for 200 flow, for example. And same for the block token. And it's already implemented. So this decision has been made with this to the Dapper Labs team when we did the AMA last week. We're very excited about putting this best foot forward. And what's interesting is now this opens really great community support for other ecosystems too, because we can sell NFTs on the Flow blockchain with any currency, right? So anyways, I will leave it at that. That's a little bit of the commercial support right we will just want to help people recycle their token value somehow so if you have some ethereum that's crashed i don't know how much you can go two day on the market swap it for flow right come by the nft and you'll get five times your current value that's in a wallet now obviously we cannot do that for all parcels but we want to see how this first drop will go hear from the community and whatever we can to support that's on the commercial side on the technology side for some of our partners, you know, like Edge of NFT, some of the DAOs we're working with, some of the brands we're working with, we help with the technology development, right? So not only you can own the NFT and your land, but we can also help you with the build out of it, custom for commercial applications and so on. So-
2: Amazing, dude. Very cool. Like, yeah, I mean, that, that being, you know, really empathetic about, market conditions and understanding how that influences elements. Obviously you want to have a successful sale, but we're really thinking about what's the value you're adding or providing to the community or could provide over time, recognizing just how long you are on what you're building. You're putting, you know, every ounce of blood, sweat, and tear he got into it right and sharing that with the community that's very cool man that's very cool and you don't see a lot of projects do that so kudos and and
0: the initial don't forget the initial launch there's a flat rate for all land parcels and two weeks after purchase you'll find out what size land parcel you get it could be from small to very large and all land parcels also have a chance of getting a bonus artifact which is an accessory could be a vehicle could be some a plant could be a pet Mm. they can come with power-ups and some Slightly rarer parcels also get a bonus drop of ozone tokens when the uh, TG occurs. Pets yeah. are
4: cute, but they also come with responsibility. You got to walk it,
0: feed it, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's about, it's about making it fun, right? One thing we always talk about with Mr. O, my co founder, and hello, Alexi. It has to be fun, right? That's, and we want to have this as a culture for our company, our team. That's why we don't use the W word, right? But also for the community, so we want to make it this shopping experience, if you will. Just that it should be just shopping, browsing. This first one is kind of a lottery, as Dom said. Hey, you spend two hundred and fifty dollars, and you may get a five thousand dollar worth land. You know? Yes. Who knows? We don't even know that. You know? Because we're gonna have all that randomized by an algorithm. But um, we're very excited about supporting the community this way. I do want to say, in addition, in the community hubs, we're gonna be featuring artists. So for all artists out there, please reach out to Edge of NFT, reach out to us on our Twitter or come on to our community. But there will be lots of space available to feature artists, right? Whether it's a 2D image, whether you're a sculptor in the real world, you're a 3D artist or any artist or nonprofit organizations, we really invite them to reach out to us. We're going to introduce a kind of a grant type program, right? where people can go and automatically submit their stuff. But yeah, we're definitely here to prop up the community into the future of the web, which we call Metaverse.
2: Yeah, Speaking of community and you know, giving value, or give back is so important. It's definitely important to us. Everything we do, give back is part of the projects that we work on. And it sounds like Ozone has a very similar DNA. Everything we've talked about so far, that there's this value equation and it, it just feels like you're constantly looking to give more than you take. And we've heard about you know DAOs a little bit from you, but you're also donating to DAOs and other organizations as a part of the entire ozone ecosystem. Could you tell us a little bit about that side of the business, the give back elements?
1: One hundred percent. I mean, NFTs, right? It's true ownership. So enabling uh, true ownership, right, of this new digital cyberspace seems like a great value from our viewpoint. A great way to help, right? So. Through these partnerships and these artists reaching out and the DAO relationships, there's airdrops that we can do. So we have a budget allocation for lands, for the community, also for nonprofits and things like that. We will be doing also some um, sales, some uh, land sales, where part of the sales and revenue and the profits will go to different organizations, you know. And we want to take more suggestions, right? So please, uh, if you have any ideas of how we can really support, come into the Discord, uh, reach out and let us know.
0: I think the the other thing that we're looking at at the moment is funneling, allowing, we're doing a a load of work on the economics of the platform. And there'll be mechanisms like leasing and renting and and so on for owners of land. And there'll also be some taxation systems eventually. So owners of districts can can raise funds to cover the the, the cost of, of running their spaces and so on, but one of the mechanisms that we're looking at, and we're really, really keen to do, is to funnel, allow districts and allow landowners to funnel some portion of their their revenue that they make from the platform to young up and coming 3D artists who can help us sort of shape, yeah, you know, the, the kinds of artists that you know perhaps from underprivileged backgrounds might not get a chance to do that kind of work and to be able to bring them into the Ozone ecosystem and become part of the team and you know eventually maybe join some of the other communities who have got districts.
3: Cool. Yeah, very impressive, guys. So excited to be in the mix at the ground floor for everything you guys are building. One question we like to ask leaders in the space that come on the show before we move on to our next segment is, what inspires you when you look around at what's happened in Web3 and metaverses, gosh, <laughs> for you know, way beyond the last few years? Where do you pull your inspiration for what you're doing in the space?
1: You know, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. You know? A lot of folks have done a lot of the work before us, and have come up with some of the dreams, right, that inspired us. So we're really just here to build the tools.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think I, I'd say the same. I mean, or, originally, before I kind of leapt headfirst into technology 25 years ago I was a fine artist and I think I've carried a lot of that ethos into what, what I do in tech, and the thing that gives me the most satisfaction is, is building tools that allow other people to do things. And you know, and that's, that's been common through you know, weird diverse sectors like fintech through my career. But I think particularly in spaces like this, providing people with the creative tools and the ability to build spaces and express themselves and build things which reflect their imagination is really, really
2: powerful. Well, guys, we really appreciate you spending the time and, and walking through all these different elements. Uh, there are exciting projects and there are game changers. And uh, everything you're describing, the, the, the everything you're communicating indicates that you, you guys are are well on your way into the, the category of game changers. And uh, we really appreciate that. Excited to see where things go from here.
4: Hey there,
5: NFT Space Cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio. Where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com. It's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle. To award winning brain computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGens who strive to shed the Cumberbund and Pearls, comes a jaw dropping, awe inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale, and model of yacht, as well as weather scale, model of yacht, or actual yacht.
2: As far as the show is concerned, uh, where we go next is our second segment called Edge Quick Hitters. And I think we'll actually do a little bit of an abbreviated one because we did go so deep, which is a very important deep dive into ozone. But it's a set of questions that we ask to get to know you a little bit better. And we're looking for short, single word or few word responses. But we may go a little bit deeper if we hear something uh, that we want to dive in on. Uh, we're going to do three of these, and we're going to uh, have each of you guys answer them, and we'll take
1: it from there. Sound good? Okay. okay. Just just dumb is taking the first answer. Can I say you go? First? <laughs>
4: there you go. There you go.
1: Hey, I'm
2: back. <laughs> Looks like I stalled out for a second there. So yeah,
1: good to go, Jeff. Just hit up dumb first, right? Good. There it is. The target.
2: Um, Aim for the target. Easy pickings. Okay. <laughs> Question number one, Dom, what is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life?
0: I'm pretty sure it was a Spider-Man comic book. Hmm. There was a little comic store in my hometown where I grew up and they had yeah, thousands of secondhand comics. I used to go there when I was six or seven with my dad and go through them all and pick out the one the one that I wanted. It was always the cover that made me choose which one I wanted rather than it being the next in a, a series, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Nice. Now, now the follow-up question is are
4: you like my four-year-old? Wait, did you dress up in like Spider-Man pajamas and run around pretending you're a Spider-Man? <laughs> Probably. <laughs>
2: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's something you
0: think about every
2: day. Yeah. Okay. And again, that is an Avengers hat you're rocking, right? Yep. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We, we, and I have to say, because it was so cool, we had Garib uh, Seamus on talking about his project. And, you know, he's, he's the original Comic Con founder and, and he's like knee deep in Web3 now doing really cool stuff. And, and he was out at Vcon in Minneapolis and, you know, meeting all these people that are just lifelong, you know, comic fans and attendees of Comic Con. It was like Seth Green and all these other people that were like, just so excited about having him there, a super humble guy and everything. But, like, what he created it was massive, right? This massive community and gathering. So, anyway, it's pretty amazing stuff. But let, let's shift over to you, Jay. So, uh, what is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life?
1: For me, it's simple, right? And it's great because I got a little more time to think about it. But <laughs> yeah. um, it was chocolate croissant, like, mm. really uh, at the local you know, bakery down the street. And, nice. uh, it was really cool because it has this little like sugar icing, like with the vanilla, and that was great. Where, where were you say living? When that was, I'm not going to say when that when that was, but <laughs> you know, I'm, um, yeah, it was like in the eighties. Let's just keep it there. There it is.
4: Where were you living?
1: So that was actually in Morocco, of all places. Mm, okay. Yeah, nice. yeah, where my family is originally from. So yeah, it's one of the best pastries
4: on the planet.
2: It's always about <laughs> this, this level of the show. Where we do start getting a little bit hungry. So yeah, I'm uh, yeah, thinking about that snack now. Yeah, always uh, about the food. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, question number two, and we'll go back to you, Dom. If you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical, service, and experience that's currently for sale, what would it be? What do you have your eye on? If, if eventually, it would probably be a small
0: house near the sea. So I used to live in the city and I miss it. And I also live near Manchester in the UK and it's pouring with rain outside. So I'd like to live somewhere warmer and
2: <laughs> near a beach. <laughs> there it is. Sarasota's nice this time of year, man. Sarasota,
1: Florida. Come check it out. Yep. Yeah. Jay, how about you? I think talent is really the thing I'm mostly like interested in. Services, right? That can help drive the vision forward.
2: Mm. Yeah. I like so that important. one. That's one of the most unique that we've heard. I think so. I agree. All right, last question. Question three guys. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be? Dom will give you the uh, the go-ahead on this one too.
0: <laughs> God, I'm not sure I'm not I'm not sure they'd want any. Um, I, mean, I, I think I mean I always said I think I think one of one of the things I'm good at is is systems thinking, and I, I'm really good at looking at complex things and kind of deconstructing them, understanding how all the component parts need to fit together. And while that's quite a dry, uh, business-oriented
2: answer, it's been really useful to me.
5: <laughs>
2: that's, that's, that's probably my answer. It's critical, man. That's a talent that is uh, mm-hmm. is not particularly common, but being able to think that way, deploy critical thinking in a systematic way, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gold. So.
1: Yeah, it's been very uh, helpful for us as well. And I want to really appreciate uh, Dom's input. I mean, everybody on the project, we're a truly decentralized organization, right? There's so many skill sets involved to make this work. But it's true that Dom's systematic thinking and strategy has been really key and uh, very amazing. For me, I would say, so I don't know where it comes from, right? But I think mostly for the youth out there going into the workforce in this new age we live in, right? I think flexibility and agility is key, like ability to just pivot. Like you should be able to make a decision and change your mind, you know, without letting your ego come in and kind of block your true potential. And then I think also working under stress, I think is very important to learn how to manage stress, you know, and uh, yeah, I would say these are the two things. So be flexible in your decision making, be willing to change and learn how to manage, like, stress, you know,
4: things. Yeah, you got to follow that up. What's your biggest advice for operating under stress? You got any tips?
1: Yeah, so so uh, you learn this with software, right? So <laughs> deadlines, management, right? If you want something Thursday, set the deadline for Tuesday, right? So always have that little buffer. And then also, I always say, this is a new saying I've been saying i hear people keep repeating it to me. It's like uh, perfection is the enemy of greatness, you know? So, you know, just iterate, you know, it's okay. Just don't stress yourself out because it has to be too perfect right now. Right. Yeah. Things take time. Give it time. Great. Yeah.
2: You know, all of our relationship with, you know, failure and, and quitting or stopping doing something is something that's complicated for most of us, right? Just as we grow up and through school and all these different things we experience in life, you know?
1: I think we're prepped, you know, Jeff, to like success is a, we draw this image of what success looks like. And then if we don't get there, we tell ourselves we fail, Mm. which is not always true. There is a song that says uh, you don't have to get first, but you have to know how to finish the race, right? Yeah. So, yeah.
2: yeah. That's a great way to- cut uh... yourself
1: some slack, right? Everybody, you know, (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to tell this to us on the eve of our launch. Uh, Mm. You can only imagine- All the stuff going on the back end with engineering, which is blowing us up here, but uh, all is good and it can only get better, right? I think that's the thing that helps. Totally. Yeah. I think that's a gem. And that's
2: Edge Quick Hitters for us today, guys. Thanks so much for sharing there. And just thanks again for sharing everything with us on the show today and taking the time out in such an intensive time period with the launch coming and everything to share with our listeners what's happening. We want to make sure that they know where to go to follow this amazing project and everything you're doing. Where should we direct
1: them? So, I mean our ozone metaverse.io is where it is. The land sale will be deployed on ozonemetaverse.com. So, you know, ozonemetaverse.io, ozonemetaverse.com, you'll find us any social platform, ozone metaverse, you know, Discord, Telegram. We're working on ramping up the community some more. We've been really deep in engineering. And we are looking, we are hiring, actually, like folks who are into community management, yeah, a few executive positions as well open, as we're securing more funding and growing and looking at the next phase of our uh, post-launch you know, a journey. So everybody's welcome, OzoneMetaverse.io.
2: Beautiful. Check them out there. And word on the street is we have a fun giveaway as well with some plots of land in District Zero. So super excited about that. Very grateful, guys. For you to uh, make that possible for our listeners so listeners please keep an eye out on our socials for details on how to have a chance at winning one of those plots of land so guys i think we have reached the outer limit at the edge of nfts for today so thank you for exploring with us we have space for more adventures on the starship so listeners invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better how Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us, say something awesome, and then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. We're also happy to announce for the first time on the show, the dates for NFTLA 2023. That's March 22, 23, 2023. Nice numbers there. Bigger, bolder, uh, better, uh, still just as intimate and integrated with the art and entertainment industry, along with so many other elements. Don't miss it. Check it out. Go to 2023.nftla.live to get on that white list for early bird tickets and you won't be disappointed. So thanks again, guys, for sharing this time with us today. No
0: problem. Thanks for having
2: us. Thank you, guys. Looking forward. This episode was brought to you by today's guest and sponsor. The creators of Edge of NFT will be compensated to support the production costs associated with the program. We are very selective when deciding who to have on these shows, but we are learning as we go just like you. The views expressed are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only and are not intended to serve as an endorsement or investment advice. You are urged to do your own research as well as consult a reputable financial advisor before making any investment or purchase
4: decisions.